Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we're here with a topic of Michael's. Michael, what do you got? Uh, the topic today is is that I don't think there's anything wrong with a 50% drop. And um, what got me thinking about this is I actually had a phone call from a client uh, of mine. And uh, look, he's a really switched on intelligent guy, this guy. And uh, he, he, he said over the phone, he said... Um, do we have the ability to move my superannuation into gold if I wanted to? And I said, uh, possibly. <laughs> in theory, uh, <laughs> in theory, yes, we can do anything. Um, and uh, after a bit of toing and froing, I said, oh, where's this coming from? And he, and he said, look, I just wanted to know if there was a big drop mm. of yeah, 50%, 40%, yeah. Uh, could I actually move my superannuation and retirement savings into into gold and i said um look i think what you're asking me is there any way to protect against this or should we be protecting in this and then i said i said over the phone i don't think there's anything wrong with a 50 percent drop mm. and i just shut up yeah and three or four seconds elapsed and uh, my client said yeah, you're right. And we went on talking about how these are naturally occurring things. So yeah. it got me to thinking, I thought this would be a good topic for a podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to, to, to let that resonate. I don't think there's anything wrong with the 50%. There is anything at all wrong with a 50% drop. I don't think that, I think it's a, it's, well, I know it to be a naturally occurring thing. It is, it is going to happen. Yeah. It is going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, further to that, we're not going to try and protect against that. Yep. For our clients, the investment philosophy that we have for our clients is we're accepting of these drops. We know that the only way that in the last 30 years, and we've done that, the, the returns of the last 30 years, so through all of those drops, including almost halfway through that period of time, the, the largest drop ever, 57%. Global financial crisis of 2008, 09. So from 1992 to 2022, I know through all of that, if I'd, if I'd just simply been invested in the best, not not the best, the, the, you know, the largest companies in Australia and around the world, I would have averaged rates of return north of 10% over that period of time. Um, and that's measuring all of those drops, including right in the middle of that period of time, the big one. Yeah, a minus fifty-seven percent drop global financial crisis. So, yep. um, recognise that that a part of getting a eight percent or higher rate of return, part of getting that is accepting. It's accept not only accepting, it's embracing. Yeah, it's embracing the knowledge that a drop of fifty percent or fifty-seven percent, not if will happen, when will happen. 
and when it will happen again after that. Part of that is embracing that. Returns of north of 8% just do not exist. It cannot happen. Of a guaranteed nature without that without that volatility. Yep. Um, the current guaranteed rate of return is 0.35%. Yep. It's, the t- it's a one-year term deposit rate. <laughs> so, if I lock into that yes. on the 1st of January, uh, I, I know with assurance yep. that I'm getting a guaranteed rate of return. Yep. For a year. Um, for a year. Now, now, there's no chance that that rate of return will go negative. So, so what... What I what always happens is that guaranteed rates of return, of which term deposits are the closest thing yeah. we have to a guarantee over that period of time. Mm. Forgetting forgetting about the volatility yeah, yeah. between different periods of time of interest rate periods, but 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 over that guaranteed over that period of time, yes. a term deposit is the is the closest thing we have to a guaranteed rate of yeah. return. That rate of return is always going to be less, always. Always going to be less over time. It has to be, on average, than something that's more volatile. Yeah. So the volatile nature of these great quality companies, yeah. oh, it just doesn't go without. Like you, you, you cannot have well, great I'm, returns yes. without volatility. It just doesn't. It just does not exist. So again, I, I come back to the. I'm ranting here. No, no, that's. But right. I come back to it. My position is: I don't think there's anything wrong with a fifty percent drop. Not going to try to protect against that. Not going to try and time it. Not going. I might try and round up money down, um, not at the bottom because no one can pick that. Yeah. I may try and double my contribution rate. I might try and go lean on my cash because I want to invest it yeah. uh, when things are 20, 30, 40% down. But I'm not going to protect against that. Not at all. I'm not going to try and move my investments. I'm not going to try to change my investment strategy. I'm not going to go to cash. I'm not going to try and predict. I'm not going to try and do any of that. I, I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with a 50% drop. Michael, this is one of those podcasts where sometimes when the other one suggests something, I can't, we kind of sit here and go, all right, mate, you're on your own. You've got nothing to add here. Yeah. I think it's always a good sign of a of a topic that is of interest that I'm sitting here in the background furiously scrambling, writing my notes as to my, my thoughts in responses yeah. because I didn't want to interrupt your, your flow of eloquence there and, and your rant about this. Mm. So I have five separate thoughts in response to this mm. that I've just written down. So number one, I couldn't agree more. There's nothing wrong with a 50% drop. Yeah. That, that, as you said, there's nothing wrong with it. That is a naturally occurring part of things. If I could invest in a way where I got that higher long-term return without the volatility, why would why would I do anything else? Yes. By its nature, I must I must be having to accept volatility in order to get the higher return. Mm. There is no there is no way that there is an asset class that returns more without the volatility. Otherwise, that's all we would all own. That would be it. Mm. There would be no other planning required. Yep. That's point one. Point two. Again, couldn't agree more. There's no way to protect against that. There is there is no way to protect. And it's really interesting that you, you said the, the gold thing, which is the minute someone starts talking about gold, mm. I find it fascinating because it's it's implied that 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 there is some safe harbor out there. Or there is some yes. way to either, you know, there's some other asset class that I can switch into that will make me feel safe and secure and will, will get me through mm. the other side, which ties me to point three and four here, which is that, if there is some safe harbour, well, if there is some safe harbour, it, it's got to be cash return deposits because mm. it can't be gold because gold by its nature, any other any other asset that fluctuates in price, it can't be the safe harbour because it's also volatile. It's also volatile. So 
I don't, un- I don't, I never understand how how gold could be the safe harbour because mm. I could all, I could easily just buy gold and it goes down. So mm. if I'm choosing to get out of one volatile asset class into another one, that makes no sense to me. I could be forgiven for thinking that getting out of one volatile, high returning asset class like high quality companies and getting into cash is a way to protect against that fifty percent drop. If I didn't think that, if I if I thought there was something wrong with it. And I thought there was a way to protect it. That's what I'd be doing. Point three here is that protecting it after the fact is pointless. So Mm. the comment of if my super was to drop by 50%, can I move it? Well, the horse Mm. is bolted. Mm. Like there's there's no point moving after you. There's no point moving moving into something else after that 50% drop. if, if 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 you did think I can protect against that or I need to protect against that or there is a way to do it, you wouldn't do it after after the 50% drop. Surely you'd do it before, which leads me to point four, which is that protecting before the before that drop, it costs too much. Hmm. What I mean by that is that the only way to avoid that big drop is to is to just own cash. And and, and you can't you can't do that. It costs too much. It costs too much in terms of the opportunity cost. It costs too much in terms of the returns that you are giving up in order to hold that much cash and to protect against that 50% drop. And, and then point five, which is that not only is there nothing wrong with it, not only is there no way to protect, protecting after the, after the 50% drop is pointless, protecting before the 50% drop costs too much. But number five, if you're listening to this podcast and you're still working, you're, you're, you're a buyer, not a seller. Mm. So if, even, even if all those things are the case, if you are accumulating for your retirement, and the price of those assets that you want to own in retirement drops by 50%, how could that be anything but a good thing? If, if I know that I need to own uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a large amount of, uh, of companies to, to pay me dividends and to provide me the return that I need and, and so that I can sell in the long-term future to fund my retirement income needs, how would a 50% drop be anything but a, but a chance for me to accumulate more shares in those companies for the same amount of, of, of spare cash that I've got that I'm salary sacrificing and I'm saving every fortnight. Look, Dallas, you're spot on there because you are, you're right. If you're still working, you're a net purchaser yeah. of these items. Mm-hmm. So a net purchase, what we mean, what we mean by that is that um, you're buying you're every buying. fortnight. Yeah. You're buying, you're not well, selling. Why would you want the price to go up? We've said before, you, you buy when you have the cash yep. disposable. You sell when you need yep. the money. Yep. Um, while you're working, every fortnight that you get paid, you're a, you're a net purchaser yes. of these things. You would want a fifty percent drop. Yes. You're right. Yep. And, um, and, and do and you that, change anything at that point in time? Well, no. the only thing you do, yep. if you can, is you double your contribution rate. Yeah. Yeah. Things <laughs> like that. Like yep. because you go, okay, yep. well, at yep. some stage in the future, yeah. When I need the cash, when I'm retired, yep. I'll get to sell some of these items yep. for prices that we'll never see again. Yes, uh, if we're if we're if we're working on historical perspective. Yeah, yep. and uh, so I love I, I, I love all of those points. Yeah, um, when you cu- when it comes down to your position as a um, a focused, patient, planning, disciplined investor. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's nothing to protect against yep. because the 30-year returns with the global financial crisis in there and countless other yep. bear markets, um, those returns have been north of 10% per annum yep. over that period of time. Um, 
So what is there? What what actually is there to protect for yes. the for the for the patient discipline yep. planning focused investor? Yeah, for me there is nothing to protect. No. Um. So that's my new position. Yep, I, I think that's a great. I don't think there's anything wrong with a fifty percent drop. I think that's a great way to think about it because those points that I've touched on there. I think we, we like all financial planners and like all people looking at this, are guilty of looking, we're guilty of taking a, a, a point that someone makes, which is, you know, a client comes to us with a concern or a question or a query. We're all guilty of um, dealing with that in the framework in which it comes to us, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, so I know so someone mean. comes and says, a 50% drop is something to avoid. And we immediately get to work on, okay, mm. how... How would we, how do we discuss it as though it's a necessary, you know, mm. yeah, it's bad, but here's what we have to bear in mind. Or yeah, it's bad, but here's how we allow for that. And yeah, it's bad, but here's how we take advantage of that. Mm. It's, a, it's a different framework to look at it through the point of view of there is just nothing, there's nothing wrong with a 50% drop. Now, there is, there is planning work that needs to be done as it relates to your retirement going. I'm invested predominantly in these assets that I know will drop by 50% at some stage throughout my retirement. Where am I going to draw my income from so that I'm not forced to sell those those assets, you know, or sell too many of those mm. those companies at a time when it doesn't get a chance to recover? There is planning work that needs to be done around that. But that's just a maths problem. You know what mm. I mean? That's just a dollars and cents thing of, okay, well, do we hold a couple of years worth of reserves in cash and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've talked about all that in the past. Mm. The fundamental point that you're making here is that once I've done the planning for that, once I've allowed for the fact that that's going to happen and I know what my plan will be when that drop happens, why do I care? Why is it seen as a bad thing? It, it, it fundamentally doesn't, it does not matter those assets that you own for the next 30 years. It does not matter if you wake up tomorrow and the current going price of those assets is 50% more, 50% less. It has no bearing on your life and on your financial planning. Mm. No, absolutely. You're spot on. Um, I feel because I've been on a rant. Anytime we do a rant podcast, mm. it should be a shorter podcast by its nature. So, I probably don't have <laughs> yeah. too much to no, add I've here. Got, I've got, I think um, you've ranted. I've now ranted in response <laughs> to your rant. I think we can wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.